You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yo, yo. Hey, this is Eddie and Marcus. We are the Average Sports Guys. And you are listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 30th, and this is episode 41. 41, let's go. That's right. And, man, week three. So, before we get into that, we are going to, um, why don't we do this? Um, Our show just partnered with, and we're pretty excited about this, uh, FNX Fitness. So, Let's go. Um, we're excited about that. They have some good products. Um, I actually just got my bottle of Renew, which is krill oil, because I have bad joints. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and why don't you give them the promo code, Marcus? Well, for sure. So I'm really looking at a lot of their protein products. and They have like literally everything you need, whether it's fitness related or just dietary health stuff. It's amazing. But our promo code is FNXXW52. So if you go to their website, put in that promo code, they get 15% off. That's right. 15%. Let's go. 15%. So go ahead. Um, check their products out. It's good stuff, man. Great stuff. And... We're going to put a link on our actual website so you guys can click on that, uh, get to their website, shop around. Like I said, they've got some good products. I mean, they have probably what every flavor of protein powder you can think of. They got right. pre-workouts. Um, they Apple cider vinegar. They have all kinds of stuff. Vegan protein. Oh, yeah. Like even if you're not into, you know, the actual. The, the whey protein. Right. All that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's it's exciting, uh, but go ahead over there. You save yourself 15% off by using our promo code, the Average Sports Guys promo code. That's FNXXW52. So, hey, it's 15, yes, 15%, you know, so you can go over there. I mean, who doesn't like a deal, you know? All right, that's tax and some. Handle it. Right. So, um, yeah. So we are going to get into uh, week three. We'll go ahead and give you guys the scores, um, who won, who lost. Um, there's some crazy COVID stuff with the Titans. Um, yeah. And then Marcus and I will go ahead and break down our respective teams. Again, if this is the first time you're listening to, listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast, Marcus is an Eagles fan. I'm a Washington football team fan. It's weird to say that. Uh, formerly known as the Redskins. Um, right. So we'll go ahead and break those down. We'll also give you news and notes for each of those teams. Um, I know we've got some injuries on our side, pretty devastating. Um, and then we'll go ahead and preview week four. We'll give you all the matchups. Uh, we'll tell you who is going to win because we are always right. We are never wrong on this podcast. It doesn't matter what the final score is. We're still right. <laughs> there you go. No. Um, so we'll go ahead and do that for week four uh, like we do for every week. And yeah, man. So let's uh, let's get ready. Have a good show. Absolutely. All right. So. Week three, man. Uh, what did you think of that Thursday night game, Dolphins and Jags? So the Dolphins did win thirty-one to thirteen. Um, I was right. <laughs> right, yeah, but yeah, yeah. more importantly, I mean, but I it's like stupid. I picked the Jags. No, you're good. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, 
like I said, I be, I always believed in this young, this young and up and coming squad. Like they they can ball. Oh yeah. Um, they're definitely doing their thing. Like I really respect them going forward. Not this year per se, but I'm gonna say within the next two, like you're really gonna have to have them on your radar. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Especially, I'm 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 really thinking that that defense is gonna continue to improve. Um, oh for sure. I do think though that once Tua gets in there and starts playing. Um, I think they'll be able to take their team as far as the offense to another level. Um, for sure. Again, like you said, probably not this year. I mean, even if they were to start him, let's say in the next what two to three weeks, something like that. I mean, he's going to take his lumps. Um, but no, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch in Absolutely. in in the years to come. And again, not just because of Tua, because I mean, he he may not pan out, but um, but I mean, I I do have high hopes for him. But for sure, yeah. Um. I blame the Jags losing simply because Jay Gruden is their offensive coordinator. <laughs> now, I say that to say, when he was here in Washington, I feel like we lost every primetime game. I think we may have won a couple. Um, but we typically lose. Like, he's just not one. I, I don't know what it is when, when the lights are shining bright. It, it just seems like... You know, he's just not prepared. So I don't know what it was, if it was just a lack of execution on the offense's um, part, but it just seemed like the Dolphins had control of that game from the first drive. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I was let down. I really picked the Jags to win, but it's all good. Yeah. Um, but again, remember, I'm always right on the show. We are always right. Um, there you go. Then, man, the 49ers over the Giants. Now, I caught some of that on the on, um, NFL Red Zone or whatever. Right. 36-9. Um, let me look at my notes. I think I was stupid enough to pick the Giants. Um, <laughs> hold on. Let me see. Where are we at? Yeah. Man, I picked the Giants. What was I yeah, thinking? Yeah. Um, like I said. And I wasn't even drinking. What? <laughs> What Shanahan does with who he has and personnel-wise, he's really good at putting people in the best position to succeed. The Giants don't have Saquon Barkley. They just brought in um, – what's his face? Alfred um, Morris. Devont yeah, and then Devontae Freeman. So it's like – I mean, there's nothing to really scare you as far as their offense. Mm -mm. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, and, I mean, their defense doesn't keep anybody up at night either. Um, not really no yeah i think i think this season is a wash for them um right. and i think even with saquon i don't think they they're really going to do much um oh not at all yeah but again i mean i didn't expect the niners to do what they did but i mean they got out there and and, and did their thing so i mean yeah. they'll to me they're still a lot to be seen as far as the 49ers are concerned just because of all of their injuries and then the key injuries. So you could say, okay, well, they played the Giants, so they were able to kind of pretty much, you know, be the team that we've known them to be right. the last couple of years. So <clears throat> you guys play them this coming week, so it'll be – Yeah, we do. <laughs> and I would say you guys are better than the Giants, especially on defense. So I think that you guys are going to give them a better look. Um, right. So, you know, we'll really see what what that team is pretty much going to be. But, yeah, so 49ers over the Giants, 36-9. to um, Cleveland over Washington, 34-20. to um, Bengals-Eagles ended in a tie, 23-23. Uh, <laughs> we didn't lose. <laughs> right, well, there you go. <laughs> um, that's like the most Redskins or Washington football team thing ever. That's a, Hey, at least we didn't lose. 
lose. That's what I always say on the bye week. I was like, at least we can't lose. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> back to the scores. Uh, Patriots over the Raiders, 36-20. That was a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, Bears over the Falcons, 30-26. to The Falcons, yet again, found another way to give up a lead because they were up 26-10 when they put in Nick Foles. And then man, look. what did Foles have, three touchdowns and an interception? Um, yeah, he didn't he have like three touchdowns in like seven minutes. Like that's insane, I mean, he was dude. getting it done. Crazy. Yeah, and I mean, part of that you could say, oh well, the Falcons weren't game planning for Nick Foles, blah blah, blah whatever. Right. But either way, um, he's an accurate passer. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, but it's crazy, man. So the Bears are sitting at three and zero. I think they're probably one of the most fraudulent three and zero teams. But I mean, we can get into that later. Um, Let's see. Bills over the Rams, uh, 35-32. I did pick that one correctly. That was a good game, too. That was, like, pretty back and forth. Uh, let's see. Steelers over the Texans, 28-21. Um, Titans over the Vikings, the COVID game, 31-30. to uh, yeah. Boy, that's crazy, man. What was it eight people? Well, nine now because I think I saw earlier yep. today on NFL Network that another player had tested positive. So the yeah, Titans got shut that shut that all down. Yeah. So the Titans are dealing with that eight or nine players um, positive. Now who knows? It could be false positives um, or actual cases. Um, I believe they were supposed to what play the Steelers this coming weekend. I think so. Yeah. Um, let me see. So yeah, Steelers, Steelers, Titans. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. postponed. Um, I'll pr- they'll probably make it a Saturday game or something in the future. Yeah, they do stuff like that. Yeah, either that or again, I think if they can get that whole situation cleared up, they may even push them to Monday night. What I heard. So oh, that will work too for sure. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But either way, um, I wish them well as far as the mm-hmm. people that got infected. Um, but yeah, Titans over the Vikings, thirty-one thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panthers over the Chargers, twenty-one sixteen. Um, I thought your boy out in um, L.A. played pretty good. Uh, number yeah, four. man. Um, what's his face? Um, Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, first game, right? So I mean, he's doing his thing. It's just I think game speed is going to be a factor for a little bit, but he'll, he'll get it together. I'm not worried about him. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But I think he has a lot of what you'd like to see. I didn't really have right. much of an issue, like, with his footwork or, or, or pocket presence or awareness. Um, nah. He seemed to climb pretty well, get out of there. He has a feel for when that pressure's coming. Um, and then he throws a nice ball, too. So I think it'll be just him getting more reps um, and then getting for comfortable sure. with the offense, with the players, w- what the wide receiver's tendencies are, things like that. But – I think I think they'll they'll get more fluid in that regard and and I expect them in the next like week or so to really start jumping on teams. But absolutely, you know, Teddy B got his first win. Um, that was good to see without Teddy Christian Bees. McCaffrey. Um, right, that's a big deal. But yeah, man, so they got it done. Twenty one sixteen. Colts over the Jets was thirty six to seven. I think people are just gonna have their way with the Jets all year. I wish personally oh, we played them sixteen times, um, <laughs> but unfortunately it doesn't work out that way. Um, let's see. Next one: Seahawks over the Cowboys. That to me turned out to be the game really of the week game. for me. Um, nothing uh-huh. to do with the Cowboys and, and, and my hatred for them, but, um, they came back. Yeah. I mean, it was just a good, they came back. Yeah. It was a good game. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, I originally going into it, remember you and I were talking last week, I pretty much just picked the Seahawks to run away with it. Um, now, I mean, We both did. Yeah, and I mean, I get it, right? You saw they mounted the comeback against the Falcons, but I was like, was that the Falcons more or less laying down, playing soft, that allowed the Cowboys to do it? Or did the Cowboys actually come back? After seeing what they did in Seattle, I will definitely say – they did what they needed to do to come back because they held tight with Seattle um, the whole entire time. Uh, So, I mean, that was a good game. Uh, Let's see. Lions beat the Cardinals 26-23. That was surprising. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Because Kyler Murray in that offense was rolling. Yeah, I think Kyler Murray had three picks that game. Just like Dwayne Haskins. But um, everybody's saying Haskins (laughs) needs to get benched. But, uh (laughs) You know, whatever. Um, Bucks over Broncos, twenty-eight ten, and the Sunday night game Packers over the Saints, thirty-seven thirty. I thought that was a pretty good game too. Um, but it to me, the game felt, in my opinion, like the Packers were just in control of that game the whole time. Um, obviously, the score isn't indicative of that, but. It just didn't seem like the Saints were going to beat the Packers, again, no. in, in in my opinion. but um, And then the Monday night game, Chiefs over the Ravens, 34-20. Now that one. Shh, bro. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Undressing of the Ravens. I mean, the score is a little bit closer than what you actually saw. That's what I was about to say. So, like. Breaking down this game, the Chiefs literally went to Baltimore and said, this is our stadium. We are going to do any and everything to beat the brakes off you. And that's exactly what they did. Um, And one thing that we both said last week that would be the deciding factor, um, not just the Chiefs offense, but also making sure that defense held up. Mm -hmm. And that defense held up very, very well. They came prepared. Oh, big time. Um, one of the biggest things that I could take away from that game is that they they stayed true to their assignments. They stayed true to just overall football discipline. Mm-hmm. And they made sure they took angles to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket or running out of bounds for short gains. Like, that was amazing to me. Mm-hmm. But on the offense, I mean, it's Pat Mahomes, dude. Like I, And I'm going to apologize, like I said off air. I thought these dudes were going to take a step back. I don't see anybody beating them right now. Mm -mm. I don't care who your team is, (laughs) who's on the roster. The way that – and I'll I'll put it to you like this. I saw Pat Mahomes do a 12-step drop on a blitz and throw a dime. Mm -hmm. Who was it, Tyreek Hill for a touchdown? Oh, yeah. Like, that was ridiculous. (laughs) Off his back foot, flick of the wrist. I said, what are you – I said, you know what? Turn the game off. It's over. Mm -hmm. Cancel the rest of the season. When 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 you have a young quarterback, this is his, what, third, fourth year? Yeah, I think fourth year. Fourth year. So it's like, when you have a guy doing stuff like that, right, how do you game plan for that? It's <laughs> like, yeah, Lamar Jackson has the wheels and all that, but you have a guy that can throw the ball the length of the field and do a 12-step drop and then just dump it off like it's nothing. And it's not like it was an inaccurate pass. It was right on the money. He oh, was yeah. dropping dimes all game and then on top of all of this you have a bowling ball and Clyde Edwards Alaire. Oh my goodness. That is unfair. Oh yeah. Like you know the <laughs> like the Ravens defense was holding their own for like the, the first quarter and then they got gassed and they started giving it to Clyde Edwards Alaire and there's nothing you can do. Oh no. I'm yeah. sorry. 
Um, they made that defense look pedestrian. They made that defense look silly. And then going back to the coaching itself, like Doug Peterson, take notes. Um, the way that Andy Reid was crafting a lot of these misdirections, a lot of these play actions, these fake handoff pitches, like it was a work of art. They dismantled this defense. Mm-hmm. And it was a classic mentor schooling, you know, the mentee type situation out there in Baltimore because I've never seen like a super thorough undressing in a long time like this one was. Oh, yeah. Especially to like, in my opinion, a top two defense in the entire league. It was that bad. And with that being said, like I said, I don't see any team really beating them and barring injuries like they're that nice yeah well and then too so you know obviously there's there's andy reed but shout out to eric b enemy the offensive coordinator i mean oh bruh he facts he he calls good plays the right play at the right time and i think the chiefs had a stalled drive and they ended up punting and the camera panned over to um, Eric Bieniemy on the sideline, and he was letting that offense have it. I mean, he was getting <laughs> after him, and I mean, and they were in command of that right. game. I mean, there's no way they're losing that game, but it just shows nope. you the the level of discipline and focus that that coaching staff has, and the expectations that they have, and and honestly, too, the expectations that the players themselves have for themselves. To me, there's no way, or excuse me, reason they couldn't run that back and win the Super Bowl again this year. Oh, for sure. You know, so, I mean, it it was just – I'll tell you what. Watching their defense, again, I mean, yes, they have good players on their defense, right? Again, I said it last week. They don't scare me, meaning you can move the ball on them. But what I thought they did very effectively was when they rushed the passer, their two edge rushers got upfield, but they stayed wide, Right. Yes. Which forces Lamar to stay in the pocket. So you're going to either force him to throw or you're going to hopefully by then the pocket will collapse. Um, There were several times I saw when Lamar dropped back. They they rushed wide. They stayed wide. He didn't even climb the pocket. He tried to turn around and get outside of that pass rush you can't do that you have to climb the pocket there were several times okay even if he's gonna run right that's just what he does at times um there were several plays one in particular i remember i want to say it was like a seven step drop he if he would have climbed the pocket and, and just moved left he had at least what looked like 12 to 15 yards of real estate up the middle of the field wide open Mm -hmm. because there was a linebacker there, but that linebacker wasn't going to catch him. Um, So I just thought that there was a lot of missed opportunities. And again, I don't know if that came from him feeling the constant pressure and not being Mm -hmm. able to beat the pressure, like by scrambling to the edge and to the outside, because like you said earlier with the angles, man, they cut his run lanes off quick all the way off. I mean, faster than the electric company for somebody who don't pay their bills. I mean, <laughs> they, they were sure, just... Sure, it was, it was bad. They were just cutting him off. And uh-huh. it was like... And, and then the tight ends did him no favors. I thought he threw a few nice balls, uh, in particular one in the end zone, and the tight end just dropped the ball. Um, you can't have that, especially against a team like the Chiefs and in a game like that. 
So I look for them to bounce back, but I'm just saying I feel like the way the Chiefs play them defensively, that's how you write the book on Lamar. You force him to either run up the middle or throw. Um, Did you see how many yards he actually threw for in that game? I think it was 96 yards total or something like that. Seven yeah. yards, Lamar Jackson. That never happened. No, that was terrible. Crazy. That was terrible. It was just a bad game. And again, it's a bad it, game. It, it yeah. seems it, it reminded me of them in the playoffs last year when it's a oh, big true. game. True. When the stage is big, again, they're just another team, much in the same. Like I said, anything that Jay Gruden is a part of, just not prepared. And so it's like I almost wonder if the Ravens weren't prepared, or as if harbaugh and them just calling a different game it seemed as if they were calling a different game because in the beginning ingram and uh was it gus edwards they were i mean they were they were getting yards um and i understand when you when you fall behind your game plan is going to change a little bit but i mean that yeah i mean like you said it once that defense got gassed i mean it was over it was over and then the Ravens weren't sustaining long enough drives on offense to give nope. their defense a chance to rest. Um, right. and, and and that's the other thing. When you're playing a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, the best way to beat them is to keep them off the field. Keep the offense yep. off the field. Um, yeah. but They got away from their identity. Like They didn't run time. the ball. It was just it was a mess after, what, what the first quarter? It just went downhill. Yeah, it, it just seemed super backyard football. Running, get open. If you're not open, yep. I'm going to try to tuck it and run. Um, it just it just was a sloppy performance. But, again, I mean, they, they play us this week. I look for them to, to get right. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, I, it, I don't, I'm just making noise. Like, it just was bad. Like, I mean, it was the, bad. The Chiefs, I feel bad for whoever plays the Chiefs. I mean, they are just on a roll. For road. sure. Nobody's stopping them, man. Not at all. I can see on them t- them and the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Um, Shout out to this Kansas City, um, the Chiefs, their, the actual town. I actually visited that town, I want to say sometime over the summer. And if you need good barbecue, um, definitely go to Smoking Guns or – or any of their barbecue spots like they they are they're definitely up there so not only do they have good food they literally are in my opinion the front runners win the super bowl again oh big time big time all right so we just wrapped up week three as far as the scores so let's go back to marcus to tell us what in the heck went wrong for the eagles game against the Bengals. so I feel like Max Kellerman right now being super critical of Carson Wentz, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's necessary. He's made like, he's making better decisions overall, but he cannot continue to throw picks in a game. Um, it was just overall a substandard performance based on what I've seen him do in the past and what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, threw an, he threw an interception in the first quarter to a linebacker that he didn't see. What he did do, however, he's, he created more plays with his legs. He climbed the pocket. He did scramble some. First trip to the red zone last year, we scored, on, I want to say around in the high 90s mm-hmm. when we got into the red zone. And we had, we had no interceptions in the end zone. 
this year we can't even put the ball in. And you know what? I don't necessarily blame Carson Wentz for that. I blame Doug Peterson and the play calling. Because once we got into the red zone, it was the most vanilla offense I've ever seen. <laughs> like just three receivers wide, straight hooks, whatever. It didn't – I was – I could have covered a receiver during those red zone trips during that game. It was that bad. And I'm going to say it again. Nate Jerry is god-awful. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this horrible of a linebacker since Casey Matthews when we had Chip Kelly as our coach, and he just looked like a dude that was lost in the sauce. Um, I have no idea why we decided to let this guy start, but if you're going to beat the Eagles, it's through Nate Jerry. Like, he cannot cover. He cannot fill gaps. He gets lost in coverage. He's confused. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. Like, in my head, pull him, throw in two, like, rookie safeties. I don't know. Because, obviously, this dude can't identify scheme or coverage at the line of scrimmage. Like, he knows nothing. It's terrible. Joe Burrow looks good, dude. Um, Oh, yeah. He looks really good. What, third game in the NFL? And he's he's definitely going to be a problem for the future. I like the fact that Carson Wentz did make good decisions in spots, getting the ball out quick to Zach Ertz, to Sean Jackson when he was in the game. When he, uh, Who else did he get the ball to? He got the ball to a couple of people. We actually ran the ball more. We ran the ball 35 times. Mm-hmm. So that part of the game plan was solid. Miles Sanders had another 95 yards that game. But in clutch moments – even towards the end of the game where Carson Wentz actually willed us back and pushed us into overtime, right? Like, that was a big deal. Like, he ran it into the end zone. Typical Carson Wentz stuff that he did at the end of last year. So, he's getting better, but I, it's, it's still terrible overall. And then on top of that, the penalties, especially along the offensive line. I get it. You guys are backups. Nate Herbig and Matt Pryor. But one thing you cannot do is cause penalties or draw penalties – when we're in field goal range to win the game. Right. I mean, you got Elliot hitting 54 yarders. <laughs> like, all you have to do is get this dude fifty within 50-something yards. He kicked a 61, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Three years ago against the, uh, against the Giants? This kid has a leg. He was feeling it this game. He was in the zone. <laughs> but you're going to sit there and get a holding call. What is it, like, inside the 40? And then – Again in overtime, right? To put us out of field goal range? Are you kidding me? Like, that's the type of stuff that is not winning football. It's not Eagles football, and it really made me upset. Um, overall, Carson Wentz he had was twenty nine for forty seven, um, two hundred twenty five yards passing, one touchdown, and two ints. That is not the definition of a good quarterback. Like, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yards are there. Like, we want. Carson Wentz between 250 and 300 because we're a run-first offense. I truly believe in that. Mm-hmm. But he can't put up two, uh, two INTs. And last but not least, on our offense, when you're running ace, whoever the offensive line coach is on our team, and I don't care to know your name right now because obviously <laughs> you're not doing your job. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I honestly forgot who our offensive line coach is. When you're running ace and you have two tight ends on the field, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to block or at least chip. Richard Rodgers and Zach Ertz did none of that. 
there were times when they were handing the ball off to Miles Sanders. And the defensive end is literally, you know how you sidestep people in the supermarkets because of COVID? That's exactly <laughs> what he did in the trenches to get the Miles Sanders. Like, it was ridiculous. You guys got to block. Yeah. And then going back to the Bengals, Joe Burrow, 31, I mean, sorry, 32 for 44, 312 yards, two, TD, two, uh, two TDs. In my opinion, he had a better game than Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. No INTs, threw for more yards, had more completions. I mean, we did stifle the run game. Joe Mixon only had 49 yards. But overall, we should have watched these dudes. Like, it is embarrassing. Last but not least, um, injuries. Dallas Goddard, IR, ankle. Djax is questionable with the hammy. Um, Avante Maddox is questionable with his ankle. During the game, we had a scare with uh, Darius Slay where his arm got hyperextended mm-hmm. um, or whatnot. But he's fine, and Alshon's out with the foot. J.J., who cares? Nobody cares about J.J. Ortega-Whiteside at this point. <laughs> I was defending this dude last year, but, like, you know, they even said, yo, he had a stellar camp. This dude comes in one series, the ball hits him in the hands, and he drops it. <laughs> Nobody cares about J.J. Ortega-Whiteside <laughs> And I'm going to be the, the, the typical Philly fan critic. When we drafted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, right, who was still on the board? D.K. Oh, okay. Metcalf. Yep. We took J.J. because this dude had the best hands for 50-50 balls in the NCAA before he came out. He gets to the league, he went to the bed. D.K. Metcalf's a physical freak. Like, even if he was a semi – like, he's like a younger Des Bryant without the route tree. Like, I don't know. I'm just – I'm besides myself um, with this team. Defense didn't play terrible – I just think that we absolutely have to get better on the offense, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, we promoted Quez Watkins to the um, to the active roster because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he can do something. Um, High Tower's been a wash so far. I mean, we'll figure it out. I mean, I'm still I still have some hope, but I'm almost like depending this game against the Niners, I'm halfway looking at draft picks at this point and you never hear me talk like that right yeah it's but it's gotten to that point because we are not doing what we're supposed to do like we we're like we're doing some good things on offense but we haven't put together a complete game yet which is scaring the crap out of me we're going into week four mm-hmm. yeah so no, no no for sure um look man we didn't play much better um I will say this, though. The Washington football team did have uh, plenty of opportunity to win that game. Um, They did not. Mistakes killed them. Turnovers from Dwayne Haskins killed them. Um, Again, we ended up losing 34-20. to We scored first. Uh, I believe that was the first time we've scored a first-quarter touchdown in a long time. I don't even want to say it got ugly early because it really didn't. There were 
five turnovers total. So Dwayne Haskins threw three interceptions. He had a lost fumble. And then Antonio Gibson fumbled just before the half. Um, mm. So if there's any of one of them I don't care about, it's the one of him fumbling um, literally mm-hmm. as the clock expired. So it was like it didn't matter. Uh, Washington got the ball to start the second half. Um, My issue is watching – Haskins stared down receivers. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's something that Thomas Davis, uh, all pro veteran linebacker, used to play with Carolinas with us now, had told him in camp. He said, hey, man, stop stop staring the receivers down. Like, I'm going to basically pick you off all day because I can right. see it. Um, and I get it, right? There's some veteran quarterbacks that will end up staring a receiver down here and there, but it seemed as if each one of his interceptions, he was just staring the receiver down. Um, going back and kind of rewatching some of that, um, I don't think the offensive line played as bad as it may have felt. I think we went into the year saying this line is going to be trash. Therefore, anytime Haskins is... Um, hurried or knocked down or sacked or any any sort of pressure we feel like oh it's just because the offensive line is trash but just like again watching it again there were some plays where Jerron Christian got blown up but all in all I thought pass protection was pretty decent there was plenty of times where um Haskins actually had time he did not see certain receivers um matter of fact there was one um pulling it up now where I want to say it was was it Dontrell Inman yes um he missed Inman crossing right in front of the safety um the play I believe is like somewhere in the middle of the field um he had he had the window I mean you you lead you lead the receiver you throw it it's like but again, he just didn't. He didn't see it from, f- f- I guess, from everything I saw. Because I think he, when he has his pre-snap reads, he makes it up in his mind where he's gonna go with that ball before he snaps. Um, I just hope that they work on that and clean that up. Um, his footwork is still to me terrible. He's throwing too much off of his back foot. He's not planting that back foot and driving. He's not really climbing the pocket much. Um, I thought, I thought he had some good stuff too. So it wasn't all bad. I mean, there were several drives, obviously he threw two touchdowns to Inman. Um, I mean, just put the ball where the receiver can get it. Um, and like I said, it's just the bad that outweighs the good and it's not trending like it's going in the other direction. Um, because I can take bad when you see the good. Right. So I think like just look at the Eagles, for example, all that Carson Wentz is doing and how frustrating it is to be an Eagles fan right now watching what he's doing. You still know because you've seen the flashes and for the lack of better term too, consistency um, at times. Uh, think about the MVP type season he was having the year you guys won the Super Bowl before he got hurt. Um, So you know he can do it. So it kind of gives you some sort of hope. With Haskins, we don't know. Um, You see some decent things, but then you look at the Joe Burrow. You look at um, dude uh, with the Chargers. um, Uh, Justin Herbert. You look at – 
Um, I mean, you know, pick your your young quarterback and you see flashes, not necessarily of greatness, but that they can they can get it done. Um, but then you look at the quarterback in Buffalo. Um, was it Josh Allen? Yeah, he he didn't play all that well his first year. Remember, they were trying to write the book on him. What he throw a million interceptions in one game. I think I think he had five picks in one game or whatever. He did. Um, you know, and he looks like he's coming around, which is, again, why I try not to get too high or too low. But I think part of it is just this fan base has just been so beaten down um, and just so used to bad quarterback, uh, excuse me, quarterback play year after year after year. Uh, but moving on from outside of that, there were some good things I saw out of Antonio Gibson, um, Antonio Gandy-Golden, um, although he got leveled on an end around. Um, they pitched mm-hmm. him the ball, and he, I mean, he was getting busy upfield. Dude had the perfect angle on him and ate him up. Um, mm. Isaiah Wright, young rookie out of Temple. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He's like 6'2", so he's got good size. He's, he's shifty. Um Super fast. I like his ball awareness. Um, I'd like to see more out of him. Inman did get hurt. He's out with a wrist injury. Um, So I believe it's unclear whether he'll play this weekend. So we might see some more of the younger guys. Um, Antonio Gibson is playing better as well. So, I mean, there's some promising things. Now, our defense... Uh, we took a, took a hit, um, Ioannidis and, uh, Chase Young left the game early in the game. Uh, they were ruled out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see going forward and I'll get into their injuries once we get into the news and notes section. But yeah, I mean, just in a nutshell, the Washington football team, they, they had plenty of time, plenty of time, um, and opportunities to win that game. That was a winnable game. Um, I never like to say, a certain team gave a game away or anything like that because I always think like the other team still had to make the plays to, to ultimately win. So Cleveland made enough plays. Um, but I'll tell you what, watching that one, two punch with Nick Chubb and, um, uh, what, what's the other Kareem hunt? Kareem oh hunt, my yeah. goodness. Like yeah, they are dirty. so good. And that opens up so much for Odell Landry, um, mm-hmm. there. I forgot who they had playing at tight end, but it wasn't in Joku. I think he was hurt. But they had no. Nah, they got guy. a younger guy. Oh, um, dude used to play for the Falcons. Uh, I cannot remember his name. I remember we were. Well, our fan base was trying to get him. Hooper, Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper. Yep, yeah, Austin Hooper. Yep, that's who they got. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. he had a couple good catches, but no. I mean, all in all, I think Cleveland played a solid game. Um. And, and and we didn't, so it, you know you tip your hat to that. Uh, you're pissed at the All mistakes, right. so move on to the next one. There you go. All right, so let's quickly, for the interest of time, go through any sort of news notes, injury reports for the team. Right. So, like I said earlier, um, it's frustrating. Um, Doug Peterson, you know. He's talking about execution. He's talking about playing a complete, putting together a complete game. He's talking about, you know, the offense, whatnot. In my opinion, it comes down to execution. That's that's what it comes down to. Um, Djax Hammy, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he comes. I mean, he's questionable right now, but hopefully he's available for the game. 
Um, Maddox, obviously he's he's out ankle. Alshon, he's week to week at this point with his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the official injury report regarding practice, it's pretty long. So white side, nobody cares. Calf, he's better off off the field. Uh, Jamon Brown, who is that? Uh, he's out with an illness. High <laughs> practice squad guy. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, uh, it, was an, it was an abdominal injury, so they'll probably just keep him off. He's a good dude. He actually played very well last game. Mm-hmm. Jack Driscoll, uh, who cares? He played terrible when he actually got into the game. Uh, illness, he should be ill the way that he plays. Um, Rudy Ford did not participate. Deshaun Jackson, like I said, Avante. Um, Jason Peters, first off, I forgot to mention this. This dude, like, sat down, like, at the end, like towards the end of the game, because he was like, I don't know if it was like exhaustion, but there was just nothing he can do mm-hmm. holding up the edge. Like he's supposed to be the bodyguard. He was more like, you know, a rent-a-cop uh, in that situation <laughs> on Sunday. Um, Trevor Williams, rib injury. Alshon, like I said, foot. Lane Johnson, he played okay. He wasn't, I think his ankle's still bothering him, but um, he's limited. Jason Kelsey limited. Miles Sanders limited. Um, I mean, we'll see. Um, as far as the game itself, uh, two more things. One thing Carson Wentz absolutely has to get better at is these wheel routes to Miles Sanders because he gets open. Uh, th- these timing routes he has issue with, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But he's got to get that down. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically what's going on. And, I, and the word of the week is execute. Execute. Mm-hmm. If we can execute, we can win games. Oh yeah. If we're throwing picks and being stupid, we're not going to win anything. Mm-hmm. But that's what I got. All right. So for Washington news and notes, I think noteworthy. Um, watching Dwayne Haskins press conference. Um, basically told the reporters he didn't stare down receivers. Uh, he clearly did. Um, I don't know if that's just a, a pride thing. Um, I mean, to me, the simple response is, yeah, um, in the moment it didn't feel like I did. Um, but for the defender to have a jump on the ball the way they did, I, I clearly was staring them down. You know, something I got to look at, watch the film, like everybody says, watch the tape, clean that up. Um and, you know, get, get ready for Baltimore. But instead, um, this fan base on Twitter went crazy. Haskins was, like, blocking everybody left and right. I think he had something on his Instagram story talking about um, <laughs> Wi-Fi is free, so everybody has uh, has an opinion. You know. Let's go with that gem. I like yeah, it. Yeah, he was like, keep <laughs> Keep the, or no, he said, don't don't be a fan later, blah, 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 mm. all this other shit, right? So I'm not one to tell an athlete <laughs> or anybody else what they should or shouldn't do. But if you know you're that thin skin, then just shut it down for a while. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't even, wouldn't even entertain it, right? It's your job to go out there and play to the best of your ability. Give it all you got for the other men on your roster, for your team, for your organization, he doesn't owe these fans anything, meaning an explanation, um, an attitude, like nothing, like nothing. So um, my thought process on that was just kind of flush it out. Don't be blocking people and 
and all that other silliness because our fan base gets extremely high and extremely low, pretty much like every other fan base. Um, so again, I thought all that was kind of interesting. Um, Ron Rivera's press conference, um, they had asked him about the same thing. Um, Ron Rivera obviously is a pro's pro. He, you know, said, Hey, I fully support Dwayne. Dwayne's our starter. Um, you know, now, of course, this was right after the game, um, you know, and he was like, you know, no, like Dwayne is our guy. So, I mean, he had every, you know, vote of confidence or or whatever that you'd want to see uh, from your head coach. Again, I don't see Rivera really publicly slamming anybody. Um, now, the next day uh, when he was doing a press conference again after practice, um he was asked about the stuff with Haskins and he pretty much said, um, Ron Rivera pretty much said like the, his teammates deserve better, uh, better play Mm -hmm. from Dwayne Haskins. Like their teammates are giving it all they got. And they're not saying Dwayne isn't giving it all he got because sometimes the best you have just isn't good enough. But, you know, I think that's Ron Rivera saying, I know Dwayne Haskins can play better. He just needs to do it. And for sure, you know, he was like, pretty much the clock is ticking um, before he makes a change. Um, we don't know when that is. I won't even begin to speculate on that. Um, mm-hmm. Me personally, I've maintained it. Like, I want to see Haskins succeed. I want to see him do well for a few reasons. Overall, seems like a decent kid. Secondly, I'm tired of this franchise spending first-round draft picks on quarterbacks that don't pan out. Um, so, and then not only that, we just haven't had a true franchise quarterback. We haven't had a quarterback that I can truly really remember in recent history where I thought this is it. Like this is the guy. So it would be nice to see him develop into that. So again, I try not to get too high, too low on him, but again, I do watch certain things that he does, some of his tendencies and stuff. And I'm just a, you know, schmuck who watches football on a couch. So you think what other defenses and other coordinators and other players can pick up watching film. Um, So again, he's, he's got a tough hill to climb, but if he's willing to put in that work on that side of it, I think he'll be okay. Um, Sure. But again, um, I personally think by mid-season, week 8 to 10, you're going to know whether Haskins is your guy or not. Um, I, Absolutely. I still say he starts all 16 games. People are already pushing for um, Kyle Allen to come in. I don't want to see him come in. Um, I saw what he did last year with Carolina. I thought he played well early. Um But he's a jag. He's just a guy. So I don't care to see him. I'd rather just give Mm -hmm. Dwayne this full 16, a full, complete evaluation. um, Absolutely. And then just go from there. Um, I think if the season really goes off the rails and we're in position to get the number one overall draft pick, (laughs) then you do it. You get rid of him and you get Trevor Lawrence. Um, But – we're far away, in my opinion, as far as draft right. picks. But just quickly going down, injury report. As I mentioned earlier, Matt Ioannidis and uh, Chase Young left the game. <clears throat> so on today's injury report, um, on the do not practice list, there was Ryan Anderson. He's um edge rusher. He was out with an ankle. 
Cole Holcomb, linebacker, was out with a knee. Dontrell Inman, wide receiver, as I stated earlier, had a wrist issue. Morgan Moses didn't practice with a groin. Steve Sims Jr. with a toe. That's I think he's been dealing with that for a few weeks now. Um, Chase Young, groin injury. He's been ruled out for this week's game against the Ravens, and then it's week to week from there. Um, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, non-injury related, and then limited today was uh, Sadiq Charles, the lineman we drafted from uh, LSU. So we will see how they like progress and how it all plays out. I'm okay with um, them not rushing Chase back um, because if you listen to what Ron Rivera is saying and you read in between the lines, he's pretty much saying we're not – going after Super Bowl this year is not going to happen. We're too young. Right. We have too many holes. We're too talent deficient in certain areas, but we're going to build. Like when you build a house, you build from the foundation up, right? So Yes, sir. And you understand that it's not going to be built in a day. It's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. So I'm patient with it. He did frustrate me. This is the second week in a row. He chose not to call timeouts. Um, we finished the game with three timeouts. Um, there... We had about five minutes left. We were down 11 points, I believe it was. Um, so it's just a two-possession game. Um, I thought you'd start utilizing your timeouts there, hopefully get a stop on third down, get the ball back, go down the field, score, and then you know give yourself a chance. I think him not calling timeouts says a few things. I understand the whole non-injury thing. I don't want to keep getting mm-hmm. people injured or, or the risk of injury um, towards the end. But I think that tells you his confidence in Dwayne Haskins because right. if you feel you For have sure. a competent quarterback, um, you give him the ball. Five sure. minutes left, you let them run the two-minute offense. I still think they should have run the two-minute offense because how are the, else are they going to get the reps of doing it unless they're doing it in a right. game? But again, I'm not a coach. I'm not him. I respect the hell out of Ron Rivera and I trust what he's doing. It just was frustrating again, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was just frustrating in the moment, but anyway, all right. So you guys have the 49ers. So we will segue this into um, <laughs> week four pickums. So let's just start with your game. You guys have the 49ers that's in San Francisco, correct? I believe so. Yeah. And here's it's the, the primetime game. Sunday night. Yeah, it's it's Sunday night. Um, we better show up. Uh, pull out the black jerseys. We gotta switch up the cadence. I don't. I don't know, man. We gotta get it together. Y'all better show up um, and show out. We gotta show up and show out. Um, we usually do well on the road, like in the California, um, state. Um, we usually go there to whoop up on the Rams. Um, <laughs> late in the season, that didn't happen this year. Obviously, I don't want to talk about it, but um. I think we'll be okay. Um, I don't expect Jimmy to play. Jeff McKinnon will be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kittle will be back. It's still the 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 word's still out on everybody else. Um, like I said in the last segment, if we can execute, we can win games. If we have a legitimate play calling scheme that is run heavy like last week we did 35 carries miles sanders had 95 yards um we run a lot more play action we limit carson wentz's reads um we stick to the rpo scheme Mm -hmm. i think we can get one 
while the 49ers are down. With that being said, <laughs> we cannot throw picks. We can't do that, Carson Wentz. We know you can throw the ball. You throw pretty hard. But guess what? These corners and these these safeties and these linebackers for the Niners, they are very well coached. I don't think you can fit it in. So if you think that, That's what she pull said. it down. Yeah. <laughs> pull it down and run or throw it away. I mean, he started to do that last game. Like, I respect that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you need to develop a rhythm. You need to make sure that we're put, that you're putting us in a position to win. I've seen it. You can do it. I'm talking directly to Carson Wentz and nobody else at this point because you're the reason we're losing games. Mm-hmm. I need you to show up. If you're going to show up, got to show up in prime time. And I'm calling for black jerseys. We got to get this done. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Yeah, so we have the Ravens. Ravens come to town on Sunday. Um, They're going to be pissed off. Yeah, I mean, they're... I expect them to be pissed. Um, I expect them to come out on both sides of the ball and get ready to execute. Um, Having said that, if there's a slim chance that the Washington football team can beat the Baltimore Ravens, it is going to be containing Lamar Jackson. How do you do that, you ask? Hmm. Your edge rushers have to stay wide. Yep. You have to keep him in the pocket. And just watching him. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Just watching Lamar. He tends to want to still try to get around that edge. Right. <clears throat> instead of climbing the pocket and, you know doing what he needs to do. So I think if you can keep him in that pocket, try to collapse the pocket, you're going to, you're going to limit what he does on like with his feet, force him, um, you know, force him to throw, see what happens. Now I don't trust our safeties and some of our secondary and coverage at times, but, um, I think if there's a way you're going to shut him down, that's how it's going to be. Um, offensively, I, I think if you can, uh, almost like any defense, right, grind him down enough, right. I think your running backs can get yards. Now, I think Haskins is going to have a, a tough day at the office trying to drop back and throw. So it'll be interesting to see what Scott Turner does. I did like his um, – play calling last game for most of the game. Uh, I thought they like getting the running backs in, in the passing game helped. Um, I would like to see not gimmicky, but some more like misdirection type stuff. Again, I still would like to see Haskins roll out more, but I have noticed he does tend to roll out. um, Oh, what is it? Pretty. Was it just like, to the right and yeah it's like you'll see teams that pretty much will let him do that um so i mean i don't know i'd almost say tight end play needs to be improved i'm not high on logan thomas um i don't know i 
now that I'm talking out loud about it, I, I honestly don't, I don't think there's enough on offense to, to do much. Right. Only hope is maybe defensively we get some sort of scoop and score, pick six, um, maybe on the special teams, change momentum type thing. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I fully expect the Ravens to come in and just be ready to, to just lay the wood. So we'll see. All right. Week four starts tomorrow, Thursday. Broncos, Jets. Who do you got? The Broncos Jets. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going Broncos. Why? Because this is the Jets. Right. <laughs> Matter of fact, the I mean, it's like every time I drive past MetLife in North Jersey, I, I chuckle to myself because we don't know who owns the stadium, whether it's the Jets or the Giants, and they're both terrible. But it, with that being <laughs> said, like I like I said, it's it's got to be the Broncos. They got to get their dub. Um, and it's the Jets. Yeah. I'm not about it. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna go with the Broncos too. Um. Mostly because they're playing the Jets. So, all right. So Sunday's matchups: we have Saints at the Lions. Who you got? I'm going Saints because it's the Saints. Um, the Lions. I mean, yeah, they get they had a nice win last week, but they're still the Lions, and Matt Patricia's still the coach. So I expect I expect them to 100% take an L. Oh yeah. Um, we got Alvin Kamara and these boys. So, yeah, I got the Saints. Yeah, me too. I have the Saints uh, for the same reasons as well. Next up, Chargers at Bucks. Who you got? Chargers at Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks. I, th- I think they have too much of an offense to, to really lose. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, especially watching a little bit of that game last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, for they sure. Seem, dude. They seem to be, oh, you know, Mike Evans. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. But even the for other sure. guy, uh, number fourteen, was it uh, Godwin? Had oh had yeah, nice, Chris Godwin's a problem. He had a nice dude. touchdown. Yeah. So I think they're going to be too much for the Chargers. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Bucks. Jags. Bengals. Jags at Bengals. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow in this situation. He, he proved he, he's proven to be like a legit franchise quarterback, even with a terrible squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Bengals in this situation. Yeah. I'm going to go Bengals too. Um, I think the Jags played well first couple weeks, but I think we're going to start seeing their inconsistencies. Um, but I still think Minshew is going to ultimately play well just throughout the season. But I'm going to give the Bengals a win. It'll be their first win. Uh, Vikings at Texans. Now, this is the only one. I don't know that their game is affected because they played the Titans. But so far, as only the Titans that have tested positive. So let's just assume they're going to play. Vikings at Texans. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Texans. Um... I think they're getting better. Um, Deshaun Watson um, is, is putting together pretty pretty decent drives, and I like what I see. I just think that they're playing in spite of Bill O'Brien because we all know he's gone next year. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I think they'll be fine. I think I have the Texans in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Texans too. Um, it's interesting that there was the report that Earl Thomas, I think, went in for a workout or something, and then they didn't end up signing him. Uh, so people were saying just off of that, Bill O'Brien should be fired, uh, which I found <laughs> just thought was kind of funny. But I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't. For sure. Yeah, I don't think he'll be um, be employed there at the end of the year. 
Um, let's see. Who do we have next? Uh, oh, I'm going to take the Texans as well. Seahawks at Dolphins. I'm, <laughs> I think it's going to be a closer game than everybody thinks. Everybody's going to call this a wash. But I absolutely have the Seahawks taking this one. I don't see any team on, in the NFC actually beating them. Um, they're just too good, and I think that fumble rooski crazy under-punch thing that happened with DK Metcalf is going to haunt them. He's going to have two touchdowns uh, this game, but I got the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks here too, uh, and there's no disrespect to the Dolphins or their fans. Sorry, Mario. Nah. Um, I just think I just think there's too much firepower on that offense. That's um, nasty. DK Lock Metcalf, it, it was frustrating to watch him mishandle that situation running into the end zone, thinking right. thinking it was all sweet, and then he got that he got that ball popped out. I hope DJX called him after that and said, hey, man, it happens to the best of us. Right, because oh, he, know, <laughs> he knows all too well. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think the Seahawks are going to win that one, even though they're traveling across the country. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Like I said, I just think there's just too much on that offense there. All right, Steelers at Titans we know is postponed. Um, who do you got in that one? Who 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 are you taking? Because they're going to play eventually. I want you to go first on this one. I want to hear your thoughts. All right. What are you thinking? So I'm personally going to take the Steelers. Here's why. Ooh, let's go. I think they're quietly a more dangerous team than they're getting credit for. I think Ben Roethlisberger has not really missed a step. Um, mm-hmm. I just, it's weird, but just like seeing him and his chemistry with his receivers and, and things of that nature, just kind of how their team plays, that defense is scrappy. Um, I think they have enough to slow down the Titans' offense. And ultimately, I think they have enough to win. Now, they're going to be playing in Tennessee. Again, I don't even really give home field advantage much this year because there's there's nobody in the stands. But I just think it – I don't know. Like, until the Steelers show me they can't beat good teams, I'm going to say they're going to beat them. So, I'll take Steelers. I'd say something like 28-21 type thing. You know, I'm going to go ahead and agree because that's exactly what my thought process was. I think the Steelers have a slight edge on defense. Um, They are playing out of their minds, and I am super excited at the fact that I literally have them as my fantasy defense. (laughs) They are blowing stuff up. Uh, Their their front four is nasty. Their their secondary is dirty. Mm -hmm. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, they got Hayden back there. Like, they're just crazy. Like I, I'm like I'm happy that I have them on my fantasy squad. Like oh, and then like you said, Ben Roethlisberger what, didn't he have like an elbow injury or something like that with his arm? Yeah, I think he tore every ligament in his he, elbow. Like, uh, th- blew it up, and he's he's playing very well. Not only that, he's doing classic Ben Ben Big Ben stuff, shrugging people off, stiff mm-hmm. arms, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like he's like he really hasn't lost too much of a step. Is he like 38 years old too? I think like so. it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going with the Steelers because they are just humming. And shout out to Mike Tomlin, like big time. 
I respect that man as a coach. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. For sure. Like future Hall of Famer. All, all right. Like oh, call it what it is. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without Steelers a doubt. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Browns at Cowboys. Let's go Browns. <laughs> like I think that they have figured out enough of their offense to make this game a serious problem. Like you mentioned in the last segment, their run game is disgusting. Mm-hmm. When they sprint, when they put a, and not only that, when they put Kareem Hunt out there as a receiver, dude, have fun with that. Like legit, have fun with that. Right. Um, not only that, like I said, they have Odell, they have Jarvis Landry, um, they got Austin Hooper. Like the Cowboys secondary is bad, dude. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have enough firepower on offense to overcome that, but one thing that the Browns can do very, very well just as good as the Cowboys is that they can run the football. And I think they're going to run a lot more in this game. And they have two of the right now top 10 running backs in the league on one squad in Kareem Hunt. And um, what's his face? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going, I'm going to Browns on this one. I think it's going to be close though. I'm going to call it like 27, 24. Okay. Um, I'm going to go against everything I pretty much ever stand for. Uh, again, I mean, I mean this with all the disrespect, like I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> no, um, I think the Cowboys are going to win and here's why I think offensively, both teams match up well, right? Equal. Um, they both have good receivers, both have good running backs, both have good decent quarterbacks um i think what it's going to come down to is mistake free football i don't know that the browns are going to be able to do that um i think dak has a better game uh i think they get zeke going because mm-hmm. i believe they can run on this uh browns team now i will say and to to Dak Prescott's credit, he doesn't always hold on to the ball forever. He seems to get that ball out. So I think he'll avoid most of what Miles Garrett is going to be trying to do. Um, I think it'll be a shootout, like you said. I think it'll be close. But I think it's going to be one of those like 34-31 type games. Mm-hmm. So higher scoring and, a, and and just a tighter thing. Like I feel like... If you're going to be if you're a Cowboys fan, you're going to be nervous because they're what one and two. They're good, but should be playing much better. So I think this yeah. game is going to there. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs emotionally, but I think the Cowboys are going to win this one. Like I said, something like a 34 31 type of thing. Um but I don't know. I just don't trust Baker Mayfield to put it together because I haven't seen it on a consistent basis. Um, so for that reason, I'll go. I'll go Cowboys. Okay, there you go. Next up, we have Cardinals at Panthers. This was like a eh, game. Uh, I'm gonna go Cardinals. I think they bounce back in this situation. Okay, I'm actually going to agree with you. Um, I say actually like we don't agree on anything. Um, I'm going to agree with you there. 
Uh, I think the Cardinals, even though going out, they're, they're traveling. Um, I think I think they'll get the win. Um, let's see, Colts at Bears. Bears, Nick Foles. That dude is. I hope he continues to play out of his mind. Yeah, I'm gonna go Bears because I'm. I've always kind of rooted for Nick Foles. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just weird because I feel like when he's gotten a chance to start and be the longtime starter, he just, I don't know. It just doesn't really pan out. But I feel like in short spots he can get it done. He played on short notice last week, and I feel like he'll do it again this week. Um, I think he'll get it done. I think the Bears win. Uh, Let's see. Ravens at Washington. I'll go first on this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens by 600 points. And (laughs) (laughs) no, I uh, look, I think that offense is going to be way too much for for us to handle. I like our defense, even with Chase Young being out, even with Matt Ioannidis being out um, with the torn, uh, I believe it's tricep. um, I mean, bicep, excuse me. Um, So he's out for the season. He's a very underrated player, but that dude can collapse pocket in a heartbeat. Tim Settle is going to step up in that uh, role. I was the second-year player out of Virginia Tech. I like yeah. him. I think he can hold his own, but he's going to have to do it. Um, I just ultimately don't think our defense can sustain a whole game of chasing that fool around and dealing with all that crap. So I think the Ravens are going to win. I think you'll see a 34-20 Basically, the score they lost to is what they'll win win by. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, who do you got? I'm going to go Ravens just because I'm uh, – just because, like I said before, they're going to walk into this game pissed off. But here's the thing, and here's what's working for you guys. Their corners cannot stop a 4-3 or 4-2 receiver, and you guys got that. Mm-hmm. And McLaurin, so I think you guys can definitely get twenty on these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, I think, like I said, they're going to come into the game pissed off. They're going to run the ball hard, and they are going to get Hollywood involved more. And Lamar's going to do Lamar things as much as he can because I think your defense literally watched that Chiefs game from start to finish and said, "This is how we can stop this guy," and they're going to do the exact same thing mm-hmm. as much as they can. So. Yep, for sure. Uh, Giants at Rams. No one should ever pick the Giants this year. So I'll pick for you. You're picking the Rams. Um, I'm picking the Rams. Everybody listening is picking the Rams. Um, Yep. The Giants are just the Giants. Um, Patriots at Chiefs. This is an intriguing matchup. This is honestly... As far as games of the week goes, I think this could be the winner. Um, this is going to be very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but how could I pick against the Chiefs, man? Like, there. Here's the thing, and I forgot to mention this in the segment earlier. Imagine an offense where your slowest receiver runs a four-three. <laughs> like. Imagine an offense where your slowest receiver runs a 4-3. That is what the Chiefs have within their receiving core. It's ridiculous. And they have arguably, if not the best tight end, the 
the one A tight end Travis Kelsey yeah. in in the league, and they have literally a top five running back. Also, the be- in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league, all in the same offense. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> literally what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an embarrassment of riches for sure. Um, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't you, you can't pick against the Chiefs. Um, you, you cannot. Somebody will until. The Chiefs show that they can be beat. I won't pick against them. I don't give a damn who they're playing. Um, right. I think Cam Cam and company are going to put up a good fight. I think Cameron Newton will be able to run the ball. He's going to do Cam things. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, I think he'll be able to run the ball. Um, I think he'll be able to move the ball. I noticed that it seems like the Patriots like to do kind of what they did with Tom Brady in that shorter passing game type stuff. Um and I think right. it'll be effective. I saw mm-hmm. most – I shouldn't say most. There were times in that uh, Chiefs-Ravens game where the middle of the field was open. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like if the Patriots can find those holes and exploit those, then I think they'll be able to pick up chunk yardage there. Um, but, again, ultimately I, I think the Chiefs win. Uh, oh, for sure. Let's see. Bills at – Raiders. Ooh, you know what? That seems like a good one too. This is gonna be a really good game. Um, I'm gonna go Bills in this situation though. Okay. Like as much as a Hunter Renfro fan I am, um, and and just what Chucky's been able to do with that offense and that team as a whole, and how quickly he's turned them around. I don't know, man. I just like the Bills and, and that defense and Diggs and Josh Allen in the situation. Yeah. So I here's the thing. The Bills are everything you said, right? I th- I think we've we've stood on a podium for for the Bills on this show. Um, oh, for sure. I think their offense is getting better. I think their defense is just right. stingy. They're good. I think the Raiders will put it all together this week. And mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Greg on the Zoned In podcast. He's a Raiders fan. So for that reason, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Raiders. But I really I really can see them winning, right? I, oh, yeah. It's a close. It's a close call. It's, a, it's literally, in my opinion, it's actually a pick em. Oh, yeah. Like, it could go either yeah. way. But I, I like uh, – But I, don't, I said slight edge, but I get you. Yeah. I think I – think, um, it's just watching watching the Raiders. It's like you can't just call them bums. You know what I mean? Because they're not, and it's hard to just not feel like they'll be in every game they play. So screw it. Why not? I say the Raiders win. Um, Sunday night game: Philadelphia Eagles at San Francisco Forty ers who you got? You know I gotta go Philly. Mm-hmm. Until I die, I'm picking <laughs> Philly. Um, no, honestly, there's something in my head, and I'm on my, like my fourth like T-shirt from my closet that has an Eagles logo on it because I'm superstitious, and hopefully this T-shirt works. No, seriously, I think we're gonna put this thing together. <laughs> Um, somehow, some way, um, we've been got, like, even within these losses to a tie, <laughs> mm-hmm. we've gotten progressively better 
Um, Miles Sanders has been running like an MVP. Imagine you having a running back putting up 95 yards in consecutive games and losing. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen for long. Um, I think we with the Niners being down the way that they are, I think we can get them. So. Okay. I think we can sneak this one out. True. All right, I'm going to go 49ers. Um <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I respect it though. Go ahead. Hey son, no disrespect. You know, <laughs> no. Um I think I think the Niners will win. A, they're at home, they don't have to travel. Um as weird as it all is, I think watching them play, albeit it was against the Giants, I thought they executed well on offense. Um I think they continue with that. Um but I'm by no means just saying they're just going to steamroll the Eagles. I can easily see the Eagles winning. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed. I, I tend to lean towards the the home team, um, especially when a team's got to come across the country. Uh, I just think there's always something to that. So, I mean, I say Niners win by four. So... I th- mm. I think it'll be an entertaining game for for prime time. Um, we'll see, but I mean, if Carson can put it all together, your offense can can click and move the ball. I think they're going to yeah. give the Forty ers a hard time. Um, Absolutely, and I think it'll be a long day in the office for them. But for sure, but I'll I'll take them. So let's end week four with Falcons Packers. Tell me why you're picking the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you not pick the Packers? Exactly. I mean, like, Especially against I feel bad. Falcons. I feel bad for Atlanta. Like, like since, like since that Super Bowl, they have not been able to live that down, man. Like, it's I mean, one it's of those just things. been so bad. It's been so bad. And here's the thing: I said it last week, and I'm going to continue to say it. They have literally one of the top three receivers in the league, mm-hmm. and they're still blowing games like <laughs> i don't understand how you can continue to do this like they they'll 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 route you for a quarter a quarter and a half and then they just take their foot off the gas mm-hmm. um i don't i don't know what to, i don't know what to say but on the flip side of that you got the green bay packers bro aaron i've never seen aaron Rodgers this pissed off um like this dude is playing like he's 25 dropping dimes um mm-hmm. their running game is insane um i don't know who spit in aaron Rodgers' coffee every morning but they're gonna keep doing it because they're still like dominating it's the packers it's, it's, did it's, by drafting the pack- uh the, what's that dude's <laughs> name um What's that quarterback they got? Love? Oh, what's his name? Oh yeah, they got uh, what, Bryce Love or something like no, that. No, that's or, that's or our running like back. Nah, who's there's a quarterback? Hold on. It's uh, what is this kid's name? Uh, whatever, Love. Whatever that quarterback's name is. But yeah, like, dude, it's, Jordan Love. There I don't go. know. Jordan. I just think that you know Aaron Rodgers is gonna do Aaron Rodgers things and put up forty five. It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, so I I say the Falcons get out to like a fifty one to seven lead. Um 
No, I'm just joking. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to get their teeth kicked in from the very jump, from the very start of this game. Um, I don't think it'll be close. It won't be like the Cowboys. It won't be like um, it was against the Bears. I think they're going to be playing from behind. Um, they already showed they can't play when they're ahead, so I don't see how they're going to play from behind. Um, I think after this loss, you're going to start looking at Dan Quinn's seat getting a little hotter. And Woof. Woof. I think it's a race between him and what's the Jets quarter or Jets coach, Adam Gase. Adam Gase, man. To see to see who gets fired first. Um I no, I think it's a three way race because you could throw in Matt Patricia in there too. Like it is think? like I'm interested to see who's gonna get fired first. Yeah. So <laughs> I think Patricia will hold on. Uh but Okay. But I think I think to me it's between <laughs> Dan Quinn and uh uh Adam Gase. I think this is the oh, game. Sure. Falcons get the doors blown off of them early. And then it's on Monday night, so oh. I feel like it stings even more. Um Yeah, I oh, sure. I see the Packers putting a forty five. Oh, yeah, forty forty five. Like stamp that, you know. Mm, easy, easily. So, yeah. There you go. Um all right, well that was the scores for week four. That was everything from the past week for the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. So as we begin to wrap up this show, um, yes, sir. Marcus and I are also excited to tell people to head over to our website. We got our um, merchandise store set up. Uh, there's a Let's link. Go. There's a link. Head over to AverageSportsGuys.com. Uh, yeah, average you click on the link. It says merch. Um, merch. We've got some stuff up there. T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, uh, pillows. Um you know masks yeah masks yep we got the masks Um, i'm gonna ship out some shirts to the zoned in podcast fellas out in california Um, let's go so i'm gonna send them some stuff shout out to mario he had sent me that hat a couple weeks ago from the pg bottle shop Um, let's go so i'm gonna just return the favor like i said I, i i listen to their show every single week um they're hella funny they always <laughs> I literally listen to their podcast to know what's going on in the NBA because I do not right. watch the NBA. Um for sure. And it's not because the Wizards aren't in it. It's just the last couple of years I've just kind of gotten away from it. So mm-hmm. listening to their podcast, listening to them kind of go back and forth about the NBA, which what the final starts tonight. Um it's between there- the Lakers and the Heat. Mario, mm-hmm. a member of the Zone in podcast, he's a Miami Heat fan. Um, I know I say I listen every week by one of them fools is Lakers fan. I want to say it's Greg. Um, okay, but yeah, so they're gonna have some good back and forth with that. But again, I listen to them. I get all my NBA news and stuff from them. Um, mm-hmm. they're funny. Uh, Dame Fame, he always has me laughing. Especially they do a what what grinds my gears. Um, segment. There you go. And absolutely, it's just too funny, man. Too funny. Um, for everybody listening to our podcast, yes, I'm talking about their podcast. Check them out, especially if you like to drink. I love to drink. Uh, Keith breaks down um, all of these different alcoholic beverages. He, I mean, he gives you the flavors and notes and, you know, this was aged in this barrel and that barrel and they took it out, mixed it, swished it around, put it back in, all these different <laughs> things. Um, That's what's up. I've literally gone out and bought like at least six or seven bottles of alcohol just listening to their show um because of how he explains it so 
I feel like it's good stuff. It's good for everybody. Um, don't for listen sure. to it when the kids are around. Um, they they get a little they get a little wild. But mm. good dudes, they're my boys. Yeah. Like I said, we're gonna ship them out some shirts. But head over to our website, AverageSportsGuys.com. Um, click on the merchandise section. Uh, let us know uh, what you think. Hopefully, you click something, you pay for it, and it shows up at your door. Um, and then back to um, FNX Fit. Head over to their website. Um, again, we're going to link for that sure. to our website. Go ahead. Use the um, promo code FNNX. Excuse me, FNXXW52 to save 15% off. So um, check us out, man. We are everywhere you can get your podcast. For sure. All right. That was episode 41. We're out of here. We out.